0: Ruther, welcome,
1: to, welcome, to the
2: Dirty Podcast. welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host Andy Ruther
1: and Welcome Welcome to the Sports Podcast.
3: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nochel Prano.
2: Hello, Andrew.
3: Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. It's afternoon go- for both of us for once.
3: Yeah, how goes it? How goes it in uh, SoCal?
2: It goes great. Uh, we're getting a little bit of a late start today because I just had an epic couple of days down in San Diego. Um Watch my Mets get slaughtered on Tuesday. Um, no hit for like almost six innings by U Darvish, who I think was, you know, getting some sort of revenge after I remember the last time we were down in San Diego together doing Josh's show. I put the U Darvish curse on him in that game seven. Um, so he, he shoved it against the Mets. Then they, they got their ass kicked again last night. I don't want to talk about it, but, uh, you know, just San Diego. Great. Got up yesterday morning, went to the famous Waffle King, played some golf, went for a surf and then did comedy. It's a California quadruple right there.
3: Yeah. And I have to ask when you were golfing, did you see any Saudis on the course? I
2: did not see. Are they any called Saudis? Are they, are the they
3: called Saudis?
2: Um, I don't know if they are. I don't. I mean, I, I think. People definitely refer to Saudi Arabians as Saudis. I don't know if that's a term of endearment or not. Okay. I'm I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I just, lost at this point.
3: I just got canceled. Saudi Arabians. Yeah.
2: yeah. Little people. I'm. What are we, how are we calling these?
3: <laughs> I am so fascinated by this LIV
2: tour. This is drawing you in to golf. We've been trying, you know, Tug was trying to get us both in. Then I came on board when I started playing. And now Andy Ruther going to be the head of social media for the LIV tour, the live tour. The, is it the 55 tour? I don't even know what this I've never even heard it said. Is it the live tour? I don't either. The live free and die tour because it's apparently like a, a revolt against the PGA. But it's fascinating. A lot of, a lot of people leaving. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, like some like- of the most interesting names in golf.
3: Like, we've never seen this, obviously, in golf, but we've never seen this in, like, a professional sports league. I don't know if you call the PGA a league. Is it a league? Sure, an association. association.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But the NBA is an association. Yeah, it's the
3: league. And that's why it's, it's just so interesting to me that it's just happening so quickly, right? You hear about it from Phil Mickelson months ago. He makes that comment, which actually got him in trouble and now the irony is everyone's joining the thing that got him in trouble.
2: Well, I think it was his comments of like sort of um, minimizing, you know, the, the I think his comments got him in trouble because they sort of minimized the, whether it be human rights violations or whatever. Um, I think people were mostly upset about like the way he just kind of like shrugged it off. Like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. We don't care. But like, and and it's almost like he could have, he easily could have joined um, the same way all these guys are just be like, yo, I just want more money um, without causing all kinds of controversy. If he had just like not even.
3: Which for the record, most of these guys aren't saying that, which I think is pathetic too. Right. Like they're not just directly saying, yo, I'm getting a hundred million dollars or $200 million. Just say it. Just say it. Don't talk about taking care of your family. Just say it, man. Yeah. Like we all know what it is. I don't care. People don't care. Like, like, you know, these, these are like million dollar questions. I should say $200 million questions that a lot of us would struggle with. Right. Yeah. When, When you're talking about this amount of money and taking it from quote unquote blood money,
2: I mean, again, the, the 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 kind of the issues here are um, so layered because it seems like all PGA golfers are open, uh, maybe not like super vocal about it, but like open or like um, you know not ashamed of the idea that the PGA has problems and that it's not run as. Well, as it could be, and they don't do a good job promoting them and they fucking keep them from showing stuff online, like so many of the issues that people have in baseball. So it's like that, you know, the idea that there's this thing that's set up um, as a as a, a way to kind of force the PGA to fix some of their issues and the PGA is responding by being like you're banned forever.
3: Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think that that's a yeah. to me that's a terrible response.
2: And then and then the, obviously the over the, the the only way you could ever do something like this. Like here's the thing. Um if you offered uh Garrett Cole 600 million dollars to pitch in the independent leagues, he'd probably fucking go. Sure. You know what I mean? He's getting 300 million to pitch in the big leagues but like if you offered him 600 million he'd
3: probably leave, right? Yeah, you're talking generational. You're talking wealth like some of these deals. You're
2: I talking mean, again, the 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 one that the one that got a lot of coverage and got a lot of clicks and got a lot of whatever is the simplest form to tell you what's happening is Dustin Johnson's deal is for 125 million. Tiger Woods' career earnings on the PGA tour are 121 million. That's over the last 20, whatever years, as the greatest golfer of all time.
3: Yeah, that tweets it a lot. That's exactly it. He's making more money per reports in and this. To be,
2: and to be honest with you, I'm relatively new to following golf in the professional format. Obviously, I all it all it's always been something that. You know, you watch the Masters your whole life. You watch, you know, I see golf coverage, I see US Open coverage for years. Used to watch the Buick because it was always in fucking uh, Westchester. Like so many, like I know about golf, but only only recently in in playing more and becoming more interested in the sport, have I sort of followed like, you know, do I do am I following like a couple of golf Twitters and a couple of whatever's and watching Thursday coverage of random. Majors, you know what I mean? So at this point, I've got a handle on on a little bit what's going on tour. And by far, to me, the most interesting golfers on tour are fucking leaving. Dustin yeah. Johnson, Bryson, Patrick Reed, who's always being, you know, accused of cheating. Like there's stories there. Brooks Kepka. I know we we talked about the Bryson Brooks Kepka beef. I don't understand people's I think he is the the world's most gigantic douchebag to me, nothing interesting about him at all. Um, I know he's like a guy out there, um, like, but you know, who else is really like moving the needle tiger, obviously sticking around and will always move the needle in golf, but who's really moving the needle that, it, that stayed now there's great golfers that are staying and, there, You know, the, the level of play is still going to be greater on the PGA Tour. But in terms of interesting,
3: well, you're right. It's it. so take Bryson, me.
2: Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson. More interesting to me so, than essentially everybody who's still on tour, with the exception of Tiger
3: Rory McElroy. But, I don't but know. See, but see, that's what I'm going to say. I, I'm a prime example of what you're saying i'm actually the poster child because i don't really follow golf like you said the majors i know who win whatever like i host a sports show twice a week so i know enough but i don't yeah. follow it but this is what i do know i know dustin johnson loved cocaine and he's married to paulina gretzky again yep. interesting i know bryson DeChambeau got jacked and bulked up again storyline there
2: and hits it you know is changing golf in the way he plays it
3: yes i, I know all that i don't know anything about rory McElroy. like what's story? like as I'm, like, I'm saying like like t- it's proving your point i don't i don't know anything about those guys so it's fascinating to me not just the money because between dustin johnson phil mickelson and I Bryson. mean, Phil,
2: again, and, and and Phil Mickelson again. That was hugely. Exactly. I mean, he's Phil Mickelson. I'd argue Phil Mickelson's at this point with his age and everything. What he did last year, like to me, he's still he's actually more interesting than Tiger to me. But I know there are people who are just like, well, I'll, I'll just I'll suck Tiger's dick if he you know crosses the street. So sure, I understand that's something that'll always be. But like, yeah, those four guys. Again, there's tons of great golfers that are still on the PGA tour, but in terms of interesting, yeah, I don't even think it holds a candle
3: in terms of marketing. Yeah, just in terms of like personalities. Well, those those the three of those guys reportedly made four hundred to five hundred million. They're getting paid, and the the argument is this will fold. It's going to go nowhere, and it could. But when money's not an issue, things get scary. Yeah, We're we're talking the the Saudi regime or crown. I I, I don't know what it's technically titled. We're talking trillions of dollars. They have trillions of dollars. And when I watched it today, I watched some of it while I was eating. I was curious. I had to put it on. Look at me. This This is a prime point. Look at me. Thursday afternoon, I have golf on on my computer while I'm eating. I've probably never done that. But live it had it said a hundred thousand people were watching and that by the way th- those numbers when when you're on live youtube the numbers usually about 10 times that they might have had a million people watching this live is my point think about that yeah they're not getting a million people watching live on a thursday a pga event they're not going to be able to compete not even close with the purses here's a quick comparison between the Wait,
2: two. Which, which purses which purses are
3: larger Oh, the Liv crushes them. Oh,
2: okay. Interesting.
3: Like they're not only paying players, the purses crush the PGA. So the US Open has the biggest purse of the four majors. 12 and a half million in prize money, and the winner gets 2.25 million. Right? Mm-hmm. So in comparison, uh $255 million are going to be awarded in prize across the first eight LIV tournaments. And here's something that's interesting. The winner of each tournament here gets $4 million. The last-placed finisher, the happy Gilmore of the group, the big check guy of the group, gets hundred and twenty grand to finish last place. Like that, there it is right there. That's what I'm saying. They can't compete last place. Oh, if I have the shittiest day of golf I've ever had, I'm going to make $120,000. So for everybody who wants to.
2: I played shitty golf yesterday. I would have loved to walk away with (laughs)
3: $120,000. Yeah.
2: I should have played well yesterday for me, but still, but it would have been shitty for a tour stop. That's for sure.
3: So that just puts it all in perspective. And I I don't understand suspending. I think what's happening is you're seeing now, and it's very similar to NCAA, you're seeing alternatives, whether it's the name and image likeness deal or something like this. And it's all control, guys. That's To me, that's anything in life, right? Once you lose control, you do things like suspend or ban.
2: Yeah, because, you know, the what the, what the PGA is leaning into too is like, it's always been your goal to be a PGA tour player. And it's always been whatever. And it's like, it's, it's, it's the same thing we talk about with so many of these like sports conversations. And I can't wait to talk about Draymond's comments on eighties and nineties players and stuff like that. But like this propaganda that a lot of these leagues use to say, if you're not doing it here, then you're not really doing it, and this has been something that, um, in surfing, has been happening for you know 20 years. Which is, all these surfers hate the tour. They don't think it's run well. They don't think the money's there. And the guys who fucking truly love to surf and want to just make money surfing the best waves in the world, they fuck it. They say fuck the tour, because the the tour. The waves aren't always good and you you're, you end up in these shitty waves and you're at the mercy of these judges and whatever. And it's like, I can make just, you know, Rob Machado was like, I can make just as much money going somewhere on my own. Yeah. Filming it, putting out a DVD, putting sure. out clips, putting, you know, getting my own sponsors yeah. as I would in this shitty tour that doesn't know how to manage itself. Well, I mean, but the PGA, the NBA, Major League Baseball, all these things, it's like the bottom line is if you can go and do it elsewhere and get paid the same or more
3: or God forbid more, you're going to do it. Yeah, I said I think the best comparison is where we're at right now with the current media slash entertainment world, right? It's like I was having this discussion with my brother and sister-in-law the other day talking about. The traditional tv movies i said people don't care about that anymore because of the money right like if you're a massive youtube star like my nephew's five he watches dude perfect right like that's a big deal now for him to watch a massive my point is the the whole hollywood wants to sell the glitz and the glamour of oh i'm on tv cool dude i have my own tv show that i record in my basement or my house and i make way more than i would ever make if i was on a hit sitcom now it, to me it's the exact same thing what's happening or i don't have to go on a mainstream news show or a mainstream sports channel if you have a massive following right and, and that's what this is it, they're just saying cool i get to play golf and i make money now i know again the argument comes back to you're taking money from a country that is awful with human rights across the board but I do want to say this quickly. If you that, did
2: that if, that we fucking have been in bed with for yes. as long as the PGA yes. has existed.
3: Yes. And if and if you did some digging, and I'm not gonna do it because I don't feel like doing it, but I bet if you did some serious digging with how much money the Saudi Arabian kingdom or whatever it's called throws around in investments, I guarantee you they've put money into whatever there it's the PGA or serious sponsors of the PGA. You know, you see my point. My point is if you did enough digging now, I know it's not directly eye to eye taking money from them or investments. I'm not saying it is all I'm saying is like you said, we've been also,
2: in- and, and we're not going to, I'm not going to go down this whole fucking thing because you know, it, I, I think We've explained it thoroughly. And um, also, it's, you know, some sometimes when I go on these things, it sets people off. But like, what the fuck are we American people that act like we're not doing bad are like that? We're not the fucking worst is unbelievable. Oh, Oh, golf. We're talking about golf. We're talking about we're literally talking about the sport that takes up the most land. They're like, um, we're going to put a golf course here. Can you just make sure you behead all the natives and get them off this land so that we can f- um, also all these golf courses in the South? Make sure that slaves fucking work this, work this field so that we can turn it into a golf course. Who the fuck are we that ever acts like we're, oh, you're going to take money from China and Saudi Arabia? The whole world outside of the people in the United States of America, look at us that way just so you guys are aware they think we're gigantic pieces of shit
3: well and not only that we, we all know how long the our government has been in bed with saudi so that's my point it's like wait so you're you're diehard for this politician and it doesn't matter right or left you, you're a stand for one of these people hey guess who they've never not taken money from yeah saudi arabia so right. like to me, yeah, it's kind of a moot point. That's oh, the we, way
2: they treat homosexuals. How do we treat homosexuals?
3: Now, we treat. The way they treat
2: women. How do we treat women?
3: Not, not to be fair. I mean, we, we do treat those instances better, but I, I see your point. You know, there, there's a point there.
2: I just my think- point is, is if you're going to be the person that's pointing, fingers, then let's just play all fuck. Let's let's move all sports to fucking Sweden.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: Where people are treated well. You know what I mean? Sure. We're suddenly gonna be like the fucking we're suddenly gonna sit on a high horse. Well, well and, it, and talk about how people treat other people.
3: Well, it's it's funny you say that because I actually thought about that. For everybody crying on this, I'll just look at them and say, Then don't watch the NFL. Yeah. Because you have no problem supporting a lot of bad people who play every Sunday. Don't watch the NFL ever. I mean, the only fucking
2: money. The, the the only deal that even comes close to matching what some of these golfers are getting in this is Deshaun Watson's new I deal. I know. Deshaun Watson at this point, uh, the only thing he has more of than the Cleveland Browns money is fucking accusations from women that he
3: fucking raped them. It really is a natural segue. And, and, and it is interesting like you said, people crying foul on this and they're going to have no problem. In fact, I I, I had a, I had an idea. I wanted to ask you, let's see where we're at on this concerning Deshaun Watson. All this stuff is coming out more and more stuff, you know, claims according to the New York times that the team knew about it. The team was allowing him to use their NDAs, their facilities, setting up hotels. They knew all these things are coming out. More and more women are coming out, are filing lawsuits. At this point, there was the wild article that said, or or news that he had secured massages from more than a from random strangers for more than a hundred times. So, like we kind of know the mo. He reaches out to somebody. Some of these women say, "Hey, I'm not even a massage therapist, or I'm just a licensed esthetician. I can just do facials or back facials or whatever it is." And he doesn't care. He does something wrong. He forces the issue. He assaults, whatever it is. With all that being said, the Browns knew. People, you know, you see some of these idiots in the media. I'm not even going to name names. Like, oh, the Browns didn't do as much research as the New York Times. The Browns knew. And the NFL knew because there's no way they're giving this guy $230 million. If they didn't know the NFL is not going to be too hard on this, that's my point. Even if they suspend him a year, whatever, and they won't, that's what I want to ask you. That's what I was thinking of. What is the over under, or let's just guess. We don't have to do over under. How many games will Deshaun Watson miss in 2022? I'm going to say eight.
2: I was going to say eight. I was going to say eight now with 17. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the over under is eight and a half.
3: Yeah. It's a perfect over under. So that begs the question, Joe, they gave 230 million. So he misses half the season. It's a five-year deal.
2: Anyway, let's watch the Browns game and turn off this Saudi thing. The the treatment of women is disgusting.
3: Exactly. That's, that's my point.
2: Ra- Let's let's see if Deshaun Watson can rape the Bengals today.
3: Yeah. And no one's going to care. No one's going to care. I- I'm just calling as it is. N- including myself, like, dude, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow. But that's always the,
2: that's always the point. The point is, is like. Like, what are we even fucking talking about here? You just got to, like, live your life like you have two options. Yeah, You become a fucking freedom fighter and you and you fucking stop it all or you fucking just go whatever. That's why the what about that's why the people that fucking pick and choose their goddamn battles out there and try to fucking play just to their the people that listen to them are fucking clowns. Sure. And uh, and and most of the time are doing it for selfish fucking reasons. You don't care. This is just your way of making money.
3: A hundred percent.
2: You're the PGA. The PGA doesn't care about fucking women. No. Or fucking, uh, you know, gays, you know, like the the, they care about them making money. Yeah. Clay Travis doesn't care about China. He cares about fucking rallying his people to fucking be like, this is why we're anti woke. Sure. No Mina, one
3: gives a fuck. Mina Kimes doesn't care about women. You literally are an analyst for the league that is against women, the National yeah. Football League. You, you don't care. You wouldn't cover a sport that had been so so detrimental to your gender if you cared. I couldn't agree more. And, and, and that's what will be interesting. It seems like we're on the same page. The, they're just hedging their bets. Don't you agree? I think they know they're not giving someone 230 million dollars. Unless they know the NFL had to have talked to Roger Goodell or whoever in charge of the discipline. There's no way they're throwing him that much money.
2: And and I don't I honestly don't even know how it all works. Like, let's say they gave him that money, he never plays. He has to give it back. Like, I don't even fucking know how it works.
3: No, a lot of it's guaranteed.
2: Yeah. But if you get guaranteed money, then you retire. You don't
3: just keep it. Sure. Well, he's playing again. The, the, the notion when I see these things about they make me laugh. Any any moron, complete and utter idiot who's out there like, dang, he should be banned from life. It's never going to happen ever, ever. Like, how many guys are we going to talk about? Ray Lewis was involved with murder. He's a statue murder no one's gonna care when Deshaun Watson lines up against Joe Burrow in a battle of Ohio with two of the elite quarterbacks in the ASC no one's gonna care no one people will bitch about it on Twitter they'll bitch about it on social media they'll write jokes they'll do memes no one's gonna care because guess what Deshaun Watson brings in eyeballs he's a young yeah. quarterback he's a star. He's, he's going to be electric to watch, and that's all that matters. And you're right. None of these corporations care. And the NFL is a corporation. The PGA, they're a corporation. They don't care. the end of the day, they're just trying to make money. So I don't know. It, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, especially that Baker Mayfield has been excused from minicamp.
2: so weird. It's so weird. What a situation. The Browns have fucking backed themselves into this weirdest corner. Baker Mayfield, excuse for me. Can they can't find a trade partner for him? But why are you trading him? He might be your star. <laughs> yeah, but then he's not going to want to play for them, right? Obviously. Sure. Well, he won't. But play also for them. no one wants you. So where are you
3: going to play? Yeah, well, they, they signed you or Willie. Who'd they sign? Jacoby Sherbole. The Browns did. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett.
2: The Stromboli went to the fucking Browns?
3: Stromboli!
2: Jacoby Briscoli? Jacoby Briscoli. Josie Briscoli.
3: Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats is going to be the starting quarterback.
2: Tug likes it. Tug's in.
3: (laughs) Prano never forgets. was that 2019 three seasons ago yeah yeah so they signed him he's their backup now the browns owe baker 19 million it seems like they're just ready to eat it
2: yeah you know what's amazing and this is a transition into it it's like i don't understand at this point the the nfl salary cap none of that makes makes sense how come the giants are in cap hell but I heard the Rams had one shot at it because they're in cap up, but the Rams can sign everybody. Yeah. The Rams have signed everybody. They've extended.
3: Matthew Stafford.
2: Stafford and Aaron Donald this
3: year. Cup, Donald, Stafford, all extended. They signed
2: Bobby Wagner.
3: Yeah. Three key cogs in the Super Bowl team. They didn't just extend them. They're giving them like all time, most money for non-quarterback position, most money, most guarantee money, wide receiver. Like these are all-time conflicts.
2: Meanwhile, the Giants were like, sorry, we signed Kenny Galladay. We can't sign anybody for 14 years. I don't know under- how.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Why? I, I, I think I agree. I was I was laughing. I was reading some comments just like this on the uh, on the athletic. That's what everybody was saying. They're like, Man, I need the Rams accountant. Like this guy knows how to finagle money.
2: I just, I, I mean, at this point, every team seems to be able to do it, except the teams that just don't know how to do it. The teams are just like, no. Nah. The Rams, are, the Rams are literally like, that's it, that's your Super Bowl. We can't, we, we don't have any money. They're like, just kidding, we extended everybody. <laughs> like what? Were you just, are you just doing a fucking? Are you pulling a? Are you doing a bit?
3: Yeah, I don't understand it. Everyone said, oh, they got their bowl, right? They got their one Super Bowl. This is it. They got it. They got the ring. Now's the window. That window is completely open right now.
2: They're not going to be able to bring They're going to have to franchise Aaron Donald. They're like, no, we're going to make you the highest paid defensive player of all time.
3: Yeah. And the next day, Cooper Cup is going to just roll up and just get a truckload full of cash. I mean, who's next? so odell hopefully fuck it sign
2: him sign him before it's too late give, give the man his money i heard he's fucking he he fucking crashed sean mcveigh's wedding did you see that no yeah he wasn't invited but he showed up anyway it's
3: a pretty, pretty baller move i kind of like yeah it.
2: pretty baller he really wants to get resigned i think he's like yo i brought a gift and they're like what'd you bring he's like 60 million more in cap space they're like that is, you can't give that as a wedding gift. He's like, you can. The NFL's crazy.
3: You know what I picture? I picture it was on your registry. I, this is what I picture him doing. You know, the first Willy Wonka, how he 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 walks out. Gene Wilder yeah, walks yeah. out with the cane. Like, limping. Yeah. and
2: then rolls.
3: I picture him doing that. And then he rolls into like a dance. And then he's doing yeah. moves on the dance floor.
2: Yeah, he's whipping and Nene like his old fucking touchdown yeah. dance.
3: Yeah, I don't get it, but they seem to make it work. And I almost feel I, almost, I don't know. I don't know. Is that an L.A. thing? I almost feel like the Lakers have done that multiple times where you say, oh, this and this about the cap, but they're going to make it work.
2: Yeah. And Isn't every it- fucking, and every team that Tom Brady's on, they're like, they're like, we're in cap hell. And they're like, just kidding. We're going to pay Tom Brady more than he was getting. And now we have more money. They're like what? I don't understand what you're talking about.
3: I wish I was smart enough. We've to
2: restructured go- Tom Brady's contract to pay him more. And now we have cap space. Huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wish I
3: was smart enough to understand this. Just the
2: just the swaggy P with the fucking math meme.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I almost think this is a conspiracy theory at this point. Is the NFL salary cap a myth or is there just no cap?
2: There's right? two, there's only two there's two different kinds of GMs. Every team has one of two GMs. They're either Dustin Hoffman and Rayman. <laughs> and the <laughs> and the salary cap doesn't matter. Or they have Charlie from It's Always Sunny, and he's doing the fucking murder thing. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, Um, we're out of money. Sure, but if you tie a string to this player and this guy, oh, and then here we have Kenny Galladay. So now you can
3: never sign another player ever again. Yeah, no, you're right though. Like I don't like I don't get it. So the Broncos sold for North American sports franchise record four point six. Billion dollars, man, which is double what the Panthers just sold for. It's insane what the value of these pro teams are now. Now I know the Broncos are a storied franchise. Yeah, with with a crazy fan base, great fan base, multiple Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowl appearances. Did you see the
2: Elway story? I did not. So when Elway retired or in his last year or something like that, the team owed him $21 million. They offered him 10% of the team at the time, which was the valuation of 10%. Of like 10% of the team was equivalent to the $21 million. Owed him. So they like instead of paying you, we'll give you 10% of the team. They also offered him, I think, another 10% of the team, at fifteen million dollars, so we're trying to do this deal for him. Like, we'll we'll let you buy the team instead of paying you. We'll let you buy twenty percent of the team for fifteen million dollars total, plus what we owe you. He would have made nine hundred million dollars. He did he, not do it.
3: I didn't see this. This this might be one of the dumbest business moves I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. How did he not see that? The way it was just head like you you see the arc of professional sports across the
2: board right he couldn't see because uh his wife was in the way so he threw her down the stairs (laughs) and it was too late the deal was gone
3: too soon too soon so that's out there i gotta read that that's fascinating
2: yeah Yeah. you want me i can forward it to you right now if you want. yeah
3: please send that over he turned down all of that again the the Return on investment. I would love to know the percentage that he would yield on that. Not It's like $900 million, you said?
2: Yeah. Here, I'm sending it to you right now. A 23-year-old mistake is about to cost John Elway $900 million. Rob Walton, the narrator of the Walmart fortune, just bought for $4.1 million. The great news for everyone associated with Broncos, and it should be even... Better news for Hall of Fame quarterback, John Elway. But because of his foolish decision to pass on buying 20% share of the Broncos 23 years ago, Elway is about to miss out on what would be a $900 million payday. John Elway could have purchased 20% of the Broncos in 1998. The values of franchises exploded, blah, 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 blah. Um, according to Darren Rovell, after Elway led Denver to its first ever Super Bowl title in 1998, team owner Pat Bowlen offered the QB a 10% stake in the franchise for 21 million, which was the main remaining amount of the Broncos' contract that they owed him, the offer also allowed for Elway to purchase another 10% for 15 million. Bolin gave Elway a full season to think about it. In 1999, the QB led Denver to another Super Bowl. The deal still on the table. Elway eventually decided to pass on the opportunity and invest his career earnings elsewhere. That turned out to be a one billion
3: dollar mistake. Thank God he's not my financial advisor. Yeah. I wonder where he put his earnings. Like, What did you, you do with that 21 million?
2: LA is still worth 145 million, but his fool's choice. Yeah. I don't feel bad. It uh, could go down as one of the worst business decisions in
3: sports history. Who was his, his financial advisor? Antoine Walker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Antoine Walker. Just. Taking shrapnel out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Sorry, man, but you kind of did lose $150 million.
2: Lenny Dykstra is like, don't do it, man.
3: <laughs> Spend it on crack. I'm, Am-
2: I'm selling Amway. Why don't you get into this game? <laughs> Here's what happens. You give me some money and then you get your neighbors to give you some money and they get their neighbors to give them some money. Sounds like a
3: pyramid scheme. Yeah, it is. I'm (laughs) in. Again, Joe, this isn't like. I'd have maybe uh, like I'd feel sorry for him a little. I'm not sorry, but like I'd understand it more if this was like the early 80s, because like we didn't know where that like by the by the mid 90s. We knew where the sports world was going with all these contracts and the yeah, money. This isn't this wasn't Bitcoin. Yeah. like
2: How does it work? Well, the team exists on the Internet.
3: You know, I'm,
2: I'm just trying Talk to about understand. The Denver. Fucking bro- you played for the Broncos, which bro. brings
3: me to my next point. CTE is real. That's all I'm going to blame here. Yeah. Like he and, and that guy, you know, he would take some hits. He was a big moving quarterback. That's all. That's all. That's that. There we
2: go. John Elway, uh, team sold, and he just he just got nine hundred million dollars because he owned twenty. But now fix your teeth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you to do a Norm joke on this. That's wild, man. That's that's absolutely wild. Yeah, he's the guy who would show up, and they'd be like, okay. The Saudis are going to pay you a hundred million. Yeah. To golf this course, or there's one down the street. You stay in the PGA. They're going to pay yeah. you ten thousand, and they be like I'm going down the street.
2: Yeah. Stanford told me nothing's more important than going down the
3: street. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty pretty ridiculous. Well, sucks for him, but uh, I, I I. I'm excited for this season, although I don't want to see any more Russell Wilson videos, man. Speaking of the I mean, Broncos, I mean,
2: honestly, Russell Wilson being a Walmart employee at this point is just too perfect.
3: Yeah, it <laughs> just is just
2: so so on brand. Can't wait for the fucking Russell Wilson in a fucking Walmart vest commercial. He's so where he's like, he's like, come down to Walmart where we have unlimited savings. He's no. <laughs> He's fucking he's a superhero at this point. He is Captain Cringe.
3: He's so cringe. He is. is. And again, I've always liked him, of course, on the field, but off the field. Dear God, man. I'm amazed at how well he plays. Bronco country. Get, Get loud.
2: Get loud. Bronco country. Bronco country. Get loud. It's like he's fucking, like he's Christopher Walken doing different takes,
3: Bronco Country. But even, even just not even the, the videos, even just like his posts. Yeah. I'm trying to find that one. I'm trying to find that. Have you considered
2: getting loud, Bronco Country?
3: Where, where, where's where is that? I got I got to play that. I'm trying to pull that up, but it's it's pretty cringe. He is he is cringe. Yeah, I, did I I'm not going to argue that, man. I think it's the Jesus thing. I don't know, man. Nothing's it, cringier than Jesus. But like, is there? That's what I'm saying. Is, is there any guy who's like a big Jesus guy who you're like, oh, he's all right. But like, like a big, big Jesus guy yeah but like chris pratt's kind of like chris pratt's a jesus guy but he's not like russell wilson jesus guy does that make sense
2: yeah also is there are there people that are desperate like is anybody like chris pratt's the coolest guy on earth
3: i'm not saying he's the coolest guy on earth but i think he's like i wouldn't call him cringe i think he's personable i think like 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 my point is like when it comes to athletes like Derek Carr's a Jesus guy. Russell pretty Wilson. cringe. That's cringe. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like they're all kind of cringy. I don't know. I guess we should talk some NBA. We're 30 plus minutes into this bad boy. Yeah. You called it. Well, the game was good for a minute.
2: It was good. And then it got away. But let me just tell you guys right now. I am now I'm. Like it was it took the whole playoffs, but I'm absolutely dominating my gambling. Guys, we're going Golden State money line game four. Golden State money line game four. On the road, already dogs. I think they're four, four and a half dogs. This is going seven.
3: What's staff's injury status? says he's well, gonna well, play. Yeah. He's having a good series. Yeah. But
2: not like the 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 bottom line is just exactly what we said what we said. Um the Celtics needed to be balanced and they're fucking balanced. They're doing to the they're doing to the Celtics or they're doing to the Warriors what the Warriors used to do to other people like you can't stop all of us.
3: Well, if they're balanced like last night, they're not going to lose the series. They just won't.
2: Well, I predicted Celtics in seven.
3: They're, They're younger. They're more athletic. Defensively, they can just get after it as a team. Not just Marcus Smart, right? Not just. Everyone's talking about defensive player of the year. They, they, they get after it as a team. And that energy, yep. everything I you could hear watching the game and then everything you read, they just said that place was nuts. And it has to give favor to the Boston crowd being a late start. Yeah. Imagine how drunk. 9 p.m. East Coast start last night. Imagine how drunk every Celtics fan is in there. Yeah. Blackout like just blacked out at that point. But I mean 27,
2: 26, 24. From the top 3 scores.
3: Yeah, that's pretty impressive. If you get that, they again, they're not going to lose. And Clay played great, Steph played great. They were yeah. shooting the ball well. Draymond
2: scored 2 points. Did a podcast after. Draymond puts out more podcasts than he scores points. He'll put out 3 episodes before next game. He scored he scored 2 points.
3: They really got to tee his ass up, though, man. I mean, again, I know we say it every episode. The amount of bitching, dude. Shut up and just play. He bitches all the time. Yeah. And I don't don't even like dislike Draymond for the record. I just think you got to shut up at times.
2: I kind of do dislike Draymond because the thing is, is like. Again, like you were saying like on another team and whatever. Like he, I, I truly believe he does have mental illness. Like he has mental illness when it comes to how he acts on the court. His mental illness when he talks about it. I don't know if you saw the clip the other day of like him, him having his Steph on his podcast saying that they, you know, Steph and Clay couldn't do it without him, and he couldn't do it without Steph. Him and Clay couldn't do it without Steph. And him and Steph couldn't do without Clay. Like they're all responsible. It's like, dude, you bitch at the rest for an entire game. You took four shots. You made one of them. What? What would you say you do here?
3: Yeah, it's true.
2: Now every once in a while he stumbles into a good point. I mean, the fucking the '90s, '80s, '90s NBA rant was fucking on point. Yeah, but- it
3: was. It was. It was like a. Like, I think it was what CT who tweeted that. It was like a vintage dirty sports rant compared. And a- and
2: I hate I hate that, you know, he's such a he's such a fucking, you know, kind of annoying and insane person that you hate to side with him. So, like, the public is being like, oh, Draymond saying stupid shit again. It's like, nah, every once in a while, some stupid shit, some a stupid person stumbles on a good point, which he which he made a great point, which is like, <laughs> Everybody I'll, bitching about how tough it was.
3: I'll play. It. Yep, play some. What, one thing that baffles me: why is it not loud? Can you hear it? Barely. So yeah, for some reason it's. Let me see here.
2: By the way, I got a great. Speaking of basketball, shitty opinions and propaganda and whatever. Uh, I got the most hilarious. Let me try. So you got it? Yeah.
3: That baffles me. Same, isn't it? Same. Yeah. It's, it's just that clip. God damn it. Um, I don't know why it does that. I'm pulling it from Twitter. Yeah. But uh this is from the Warriors. This is from a Warriors NBC feed. Um let's see if I can get a different one. What's crazy is it might actually be better. Do you have your phone there? Yeah. It might actually be better. Go to Dirty Sports Twitter. And just play it right into the phone. Just play it right in the phone. I bet it sounds better. Yeah, I'm sure it will.
1: About the 80s or the 90s or whatever you want to call, it, when basketball was so much more physical, and some of the guys that be talking weren't the guys that was punching people. You know, like like they 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 act like you know guys was just walking around the court like I'm hitting, I'm hitting this guy in the nose. There were a few guys back then that would lay you out, that would knock you out, that would foul you and get thrown out the game, Bill Lambeer, Rick Mahorn. But everybody running around acting like they were that. Y'all were getting bullied. Like, like, and so it baffles me when every guy, just because they played in the 80s, uh, just because they played in the 90s, is like, man, if you played in our day, you get knocked out. Like. No, not really, because it wouldn't be you. So, okay, you saying Rick Mahorn would have knocked me out. Rick Mahorn probably knocked you out. Like, Bill Lambert probably lays you.
3: Yeah, got the point. Well, and then he goes on to say the same points we've always made. If you took that skill set of those two yeah. guys. yeah. Bill Lambert, Rick Mahorn, you're not playing in the current NBA because you can't yeah. shoot. You can't run. And he
2: and he says that, too. And he's like the, the idea that people will say, oh, if you played in the 2020, you you uh, you had to be a sharpshooter. It's like it's just Steph. It's just Clay. It's just like 20 guys, you know, it's 50 guys. It's not like every single guy in the NBA is the best shooter of all time. It's just the way every guy. And, and you know what the funny thing is, too. It's always like. I mean, we look back on the era of the 80s and the 90s. I mean, it's essentially the Jordan era, right? And it's like Jordan didn't win against the bad boy Pistons. Remember? Like, that's the thing. Oh, you would never be able to survive if you fucking went up against the bad boys Pistons. Yeah. You mean you'd get bounced out of the playoffs by them every year like Michael Jordan did until they finally aged out? till the Celtics were too old? then he beat the Celtics when they were too old then he fucking beat the pistons when they were too old like it's like what are we talking about we're talking about lebron could never michael could never michael could never till he did right and then what and then what in the 90s oh he's the only guy who won so are we saying fucking none of those other guys reggie miller patrick Ewing horakim lajuan all these dudes they just didn't they I guess they also were just bullied to the point where they couldn't win.
3: Yeah, well, again, it's 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 so true. I got to read this.
2: I don't know if Tyler will be upset about this, but he was so it was it's the funniest fucking it's one of the funniest messages I've ever gotten. This is why I love dirt balls. Our boy, Tyler, cousin Tyler of the famous McCoys, Randy Ruther's cousin, Tyler, from. Arizona. He goes, Prano, started dating this girl a month ago. Do I need to break things off? Question mark. And then he sends me a screenshot of their text messages. She writes, I don't know what it's in response to, but she writes, absolutely not. Watch every single one of LeBron's games. He's the laziest defender in the world. Man doesn't even defend. He's a horrible player to his teammates. Michael Jordan literally did it all. He was an amazing player, an amazing person. He played offense and defense. LeBron is a coward who can't be loyal to a team. The reason Michael Jordan stopped playing basketball is solely because he would not play for the Chicago Bulls and under Phil. That is a true player and legend. I'm not even kidding about the fact that you actually like LeBron gets me so heated. I will argue about this till I, the day I die. Like what? LeBron is all offense. He is the one that stole the spotlight and the fact that Michael Jordan enhanced all of his teammates, Scotty, Puppet, Dennis Miller, or Dennis Rodman, etc. LeBron only focused on himself, continues to do that. Michael Jordan plays the game in place for his teammates, in place for his team, in place for his coach. And then...
3: That's just you know what that is. You know what that is? Yeah. That's just the woman brainwashed by her dad.
2: My right? response, my response. Yes, you should break up with her. You know why? Not because she loves MJ and hates LeBron, but because all of her points are brainwashed ones, which means she's susceptible to propaganda. So she'll probably end up dumping you for some guy who pretends to be rich or because some podcast you listen to convinces her you're a gaslighting narcissist or some dumb shit. And he was like, that's funny. You're a fucking legend. Prano, your response <laughs> killed me. I'm like, don't break up with her because she's a Michael Jordan fan. Break up with her because she's stupid and just regurgitates things that people fucking force her to believe.
3: Well, don't you think I'm right? That's probably coming from daddy.
2: Also, I'm assuming Tyler isn't dating a girl who's 46. You didn't watch his fucking second of, of Michael exactly. Jordan's career. So shut exactly. the fuck up.
3: That's why I'm saying that. Yeah, exactly. It's a dad or a brother or somebody. Yeah. Who's just again? Marketing is 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 especially in in sports and politics. Marketing is fucking wild, man. What people will think because they hear enough of it, but they don't actually break it down. I mean, that's yeah. just that's just that's just ignorance.
2: You know that to get to circle this back to the NBA Finals of this is one thing that. I do really, really, really love about this finals. Obviously I'm a LeBron James super fan, and I loved when he was in there because, you know, you get to see a player, you know, chasing like all time greatness. Um, but this Warriors team is, you know, a mini Spurs like run where it's like all these appearances they are You'll we'll look back on this the way. We look back on the Spurs it's like it seemed like every year when there wasn't this team that was for some reason destined to get there, whether it be, you know, uh, like the Shaq teams or the fucking whatever, like the, the Lakers doing this or the Suns doing or whoever gets it. It's like when in doubt or the Mavericks having a run like whenever when in doubt when there wasn't this like team, it was going to be the Spurs. They were just going to rep the West. And we're now at that point with the Warriors. Obviously, the Kevin Durant years, they were that. They were those guys. But um, this Boston team coming in, it's like this finals feels like one of those finals where you're like, I'm just watching two basketball teams. I'm not watching this like story or this like thing. Like, it's just like, I'm like, cool. Let's play a basketball series. Sure. It's not like a staff legacy. Like, you know, even if the Warriors go on to win, does this feel right now like it's some sort of staff legacy series? No, he definitely wants the MVP, though, man. Yeah, he definitely wants it. And maybe and here's the thing. Maybe it'll you can't win the MVP unless you win. So is chasing the MVP costing his him the potential of actually winning it?
3: Well, I wouldn't say so far because he's playing well. He's playing well.
2: But my point is it like I'm not saying Steph is forcing it in any means, but like look at the look at the Celtics and look at how they're playing and how they're winning. And they're winning going away. It's like the team effort start to finish. I think this is going to be a good series. I think a game seven happens. I've got Boston, but I think a game seven, anything is possible. But I think for this to be some sort of Steph legacy series, he's going to need a couple of forties. Ooh. Because Whoa. 36 ain't getting it done, bro. You didn't You in the end, you got blown in the end. You got blown out. You lost by 16. Yeah. You couldn't
3: keep up. It, well, it's what's the second half. He can't, he can't he can't keep the pace that he has in the first half in the second half. That's been the problem, and he definitely needs a little more help. Draymond can't have two points, or Jordan Poole's got to put in some more points. It can't just be him and Clay like it was yesterday. Wiggins has got to have more points. Wiggins has to have twenty more twenty point games.
2: But well, leads us back to something, Andy. Isn't Steph the point guard?
3: Yeah, but he, you know, he's like
2: not a point guard. Yeah, exactly. Right. Just so just so we're on the same page. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't ever look at him as a point guard. Me either. But people will tell you he's the greatest point guard of all time.
3: Yeah, but he's again, and, and I know that position has changed and evolved. He's definitely, we all know, not your traditional point guard.
2: He's just not a, he's not a point guard. I, I would argue.
3: He's not facilitating. Yeah. They they really gotta win that next game. They gotta win that next game. I mean you can listen, you
2: can go. Where where are we at now? We're at this is there there it's two one Boston. Where are we at?
3: It's two one one Boston. This two one Boston. game game four is is in Boston. Game four is
2: in Boston. Game
3: five will be in San Francisco. Game six, Boston. Game seven, San Francisco. Yeah, so
2: they need to win. They need to win on the road in Boston next game. They have. I don't. I don't think you can go down three one, go win at home, and then then you got to win fucking in Boston.
3: Yeah. Then at home. Unless you're the twenty sixteen.
2: Cavs. That's why I'm going Warriors money line game 4.
3: I disagree. I think I think Celtics in 6 now. I think Celtics take next game, lose in San Francisco, take win in game win game 6. Close it out in Boston. Got a little St. Louis love last night, Nelly. Yeah, and Tatum.
2: Yep. Nelly sitting courtside. He I finally, guess, if that that cut on his face finally healed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess his uh, his mom went to the same high school. All right, uh, I read that today. Which, again, small world. U City High. I lived directly, basically across the street from U city high, my, my fifth year in, uh, in college in, uh, U city. So dare I say a little, little Andy Ruther luck going on there, little Andy Ruther charm that Jason Tatum and Nellie are getting. I don't know, but it's fun for me to see, bring it, bring it all back. You think Nellie flew in some emo's pizza for him? No, I wonder if we got a slinger. I think he'd be diarrheaing all over the court. I didn't get a slinger last time I was in St. Louis. It, I've it, been to it, St. Louis it,
2: multiple times. I've never gotten a slinger.
3: It, it's like the chill. It's like the chili version. St. Louis is chili version of Cincinnati. Which, speaking of chili, guess who called me on my drive home yesterday? And I was stuck in a long drive, so I just took it, and we, we had a nice seven minute chat. You're never going to guess Yoshi Cincinnati Bengals ticket office. How, <laughs> why? Because I, you know, I bought tickets to one game. Well, I went to two games last year, but I bought tickets to one game. And, and and uh, she called me, and like the first 20 seconds were scripted, and it was cringe. And I told her that I said, Oh, I said, you got to read that to every person you call. I was in a good mood. So I, was like, I feel bad for her. She's like, yeah, I got to read to every person. And it was a very confusing. Call. Hello, valued Bengals
2: fan. Yeah, it, it was that it was It's that. Michelle from the Bengals ticket office.
3: I just want to wish you a happy say day here. It, and it was it, like you're not you, what you're doing is not an exaggeration. And it ended with I was just calling this about the upcoming season. And I would love to hear some of your favorite Bengals memories. And I'm like, oh. You caught me in a. You caught me in a good mood. Uh, <laughs> you caught me in a good mood, so we can talk shop. And I'm, you know, I'm just on the expressway. I, I, I got another fifteen minutes in my drive. So- Should have just
2: made up Bengals memories. She's been like, oh, my favorite Bengals memory is the time me and Boomer double teamed a chick. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh yeah, I used to be good friends with Boomer and Me and him, we fucking we Eiffel towered a to girl. Uh,
3: sir. You know, I did. I did mention Boomer. I was actually very nice. But here's what's here's what I found interesting. Like my favorite memory,
2: my favorite Bengals memory was the freezer bowl. It was so cold. We had to put newspaper under our feet. I didn't even drink a beer. (laughs) It's not actually my memory. It's my dad's, but it's my favorite Bengals memory.
3: True story. It was confusing, though, because she makes the pitch, this big, long pitch on season tickets. And then individual game. And then she tells me, but there's a waiting list for season tickets. And I was like, I, like, I didn't ask her, but I wanted to say, I don't know why I didn't ask her. Like, so is there a waiting list? There isn't there. Cause you're calling me based off me going to one game last year. You have my information. And now you're telling me there's a waiting list, but there isn't. And ticket packages, I th- I had to laugh. Right? I'm like, this is very Cincinnati Bengals ask. I'm like, I'm like, w- w- what's what what's going on here? I could not th- stop thinking of Randy Ruther though. I was oh, like, Randy. I was like, if Randy was on this line, and and then she said, what games? You- like
2: oh, my, my favorite uh, Bengals memory is the <laughs> time I got a TJ Houshmandzada jersey off of eBay uh, for pretty darn cheap.
3: She said to me, what games are you looking forward to the most? And it, it almost felt like an interview. It was kind of weird. And I said, well, I know they open with Pittsburgh. I go, I go, where's Buffalo game? And I was like, where's the Kansas City game? I know they got a lot of good games this year. And, and then, and then it was, there would be awkward pauses. And I was just thinking, I, like, I don't know where this is going. I'm keeping you on the phone because I have nothing to do. And I'm curious, but I don't know. She's trying. I felt bad for her. I just kept thinking of like all the people she's calling. Me. So I bought season tickets. So I'm officially <laughs> a Bengals fan. I'm back, baby. I'm back.
2: I'm doing it. Turns this. out there is no waiting list. I just had to buy. Also, I had to buy a chili franchise.
3: who day! I'm back, baby. Who wants to join me? We're going to uh,
2: paint a truck. Andy
3: <laughs> Randy is Andy. Andy is Randy. Oh, if I got season tickets, how many games would Randy fly into all the way from there? I honestly
2: think that you guys should get you should go in together on a pair of season tickets. That'd be
3: hilarious. The Andy and Randy tickets. I have to admit, and I've obviously already said this, anything is possible with Joe Burrow. I have, uh, you know, I'm admitting like he, he is overcoming the Brown family curse. He's that good. And I think he has that much swag. Like he's that good. It'll be tough because the division's tough and the conference is tough, but I think with him, anything is possible. Are the Bengals a playoff team next year? I, I joked a few months ago and said, no, but yeah, they're a playoff team. Okay. They're a playoff team. I still like the Bills though to make it to the Super Bowl. You liked them last year. I did. I like them again. I, I just think I I think of if I'm gonna do comparisons, I think of Josh Allen, I think of Peyton Manning. It took him a minute, dumpster fire franchise, but like slowly but surely, after some heartbreaking losses, that's kind of where I see Josh Allen with that squad. Took him took Peyton. Seven or eight years, right? Yeah. Not that Josh has been in the league that long, but I don't know. We need to get to hockey because we do have an update. I've not even listened to the calls, but before we get to our NHL playoffs update, I think we got to talk about Miller Lite because it's this summer, Joe. It's here. We got baseball, we got hockey, we got NBA playoffs. We got LIV golf. Let me just say, tell you something, Andy, let me just do.
2: This isn't even, this isn't even a part of a Miller Lite ad read. This isn't even part of, you know, our, our contractual obligation to talk about Miller Lite today. Yesterday, I had one of the great days that I've had in a long time and truly maybe the best moment of the day. I got up, had chicken and waffles, had a cup of coffee, got to the golf course relatively early. Didn't get, you know, didn't get any beverages to play golf. Just went out there, started playing. Beautiful day in San Diego on the golf course. Come around the turn. We're coming through the clubhouse right around, you know, making the turn from nine to 10. And, uh, my playing partner, Hilarious comedian Sam Goldstein uh, says, "Hey, I'm gonna run in. I'm gonna get myself a <clears throat> a Coca Cola." And uh, he goes, "Do you want anything?" And I said, "You know what? If they've got Miller Lite, I'll take a Miller Lite." And I pulled our cart over to the 10th tee, and I started taking my warm up swings. And when I saw him walk over with the beautiful pint can of Miller Lite. I can't tell, like the the joy that filled my body, the 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 chills, I felt the goosebumps on my arm. It was like when I heard the first gong of the Top Gun theme when I went and saw a Top Gun Maverick. Just seeing that man walk up with the Miller Lite. Because I, I said to him, if they don't have Miller Lite, I don't know. You know, maybe there's a Pilsner or something they have. When I saw him walk up with the Pilsner, not a Pilsner, the Pilsner, the original light beer. I said, we're about to have a great back nine. And we did two birdies on the back nine, including on 18. Multiple birdie looks. Didn't hit them all. Best, probably best, best nine holes of my life after I got that crisp
3: golden Miller light running through my veins love it so dirt balls next time you're getting ready just like joe to enjoy cold ones with your crew go to millerlightcom forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you or you can pick up some miller light pretty much anywhere they sell beer it's miller time celebrate responsibly miller brewing company Milwaukee, wisconsin 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces okay so we're going raw today. Haven't listened. Ryan Clatt from Saskatoon, the official dirty sports hockey correspondent. Let's hear what he has to say.
4: What's going on?
3: Dirty- Why is it so quiet tonight? What's going on with this? There's got to be something in the settings. Because you heard how quiet that was, right?
2: Yeah. Is it just your computer volume?
3: All right, Joe. I think I figured out the tech issue that we had. The YouTube crowd got screwed, but whatever. Right. We got it here. So let's try this again for the 18th time. Ryan Klatt, Dirty Sports, NHL hockey correspondent. Let's see what he's got. What's going on, Dirty
4: Sports? Sports. Ryan Clagg calling in once again from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan with your Hockey Update. We'll start with the West today because that series is already done. The Oilers swept by the Avalanche. Connor McDavid, Leon oh what a run for these guys. The points that they put up would have led the playoffs in scoring in most years. The fact that they had those numbers through three rounds is just incredible. Uh, the Oilers put up a good fight in game four. They had two different two-goal leads, but they just didn't have the depth or the goaltending to be a real match for Colorado. And on the other end, the Avalanche. What have I been saying all along, boys? The Avalanche are who we thought they were, Chebelly, Do you know that one yet? Probably not. <laughs> Uh, so they're going off to their first Stanley Cup final since 2001. A little nostalgia for me because that's right around the time that I really started getting into the NHL. My favorite player growing up was Joe Sackett. And when he passed the cup over to Ray Bork, that was just magical. Now Sackett is, of course, the GM of this Avalanche team, and he's built quite the squad. Should be a good finals whoever they play. But uh, this is their year. Book it. Okay, Eastern Conference coming up.
3: All right. Western Conference down. Glad to hear that because I didn't know. Let's hear from the Eastern Conference.
4: (laughs) Okay, Eastern Conference. Let's go to game three. The Rangers up 2-0 in the series. Up 2-0 in game three. They're rolling. Things are looking great. Uh Uh-uh. Lightning storm back unintended and win game three. Andre Palat with the game winner with under a minute to go. These guys just don't go away. They've got true championship pedigree. Went on, of course, to win game four. So now we got a best of three in the Eastern Conference final. Now I just want to quickly touch on something. It seems that for the most part, my calls have led more to a discussion on my accent rather than hockey. I'm going to turn that around on you guys now with some observation of my own. Joe. You don't have like a single hint of a New York accent. What's up with that? You've never said forget about it once. And Andy, you don't have much of a distinct accent, but you do say the word dog funny, as I believe (laughs) has been mentioned before. Like when you were doing the dent report with Maddie, you'd be like, there's too many dogs, Maddie. I can't handle all these dogs. Get this dog (laughs) off of me, Maddie. Okay, this call got away from me. Stanley
3: Cup Final preview next week. Stay dirty. Ryan's killing it, man. He's crushing yeah. it.
2: I would have loved to know what he thought it was going to happen in the end of this uh, best of three series in the Eastern Conference, but uh, I guess we'll just have to see how that plays out. The Avalanche they're going to have they're going to have a fucking week off. They might have more than a week off. I mean, they're done. This this the Rangers can't seem to lose at home. Can't seem to win on the road. So. Um, game seven, game seven could be a thing. could be a thing that happens here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do not have a, a New York accent. I have never really had a New York accent at any point. Uh, you know, I mean, I grew up a little bit upstate, obviously. Also, neither of my parents really have, uh, New York accents, obviously my dad, no New York accent whatsoever, more of bro, would, would fall into broken Italian from time to time when he would get mad at us or broken English mixed with Italian uh, when he would get mad at us. So my dad had some words that he would say weird. Me and my sister always make fun of my dad, you know, some of the words he said, but definitely not a New York accent. And uh, my mom, a little bit like her her side of the family, you could hear a little bit of Queens in it. But Queens isn't as distinct as like basically when people say New York accent, what you're thinking is like Brooklyn. You're thinking like, oh, fucking, you know, this guy, the fucking guy, guy dogs like this. You know, that's not every part of New York. You know, Um, that's not every part of New York City. That's like kind of a Brooklyn, Staten Island, Jersey vibe. It's like that's like kind of that thing. There's a whole other accent that happens out on Long Island. There's a whole other accent. So yeah, my uh, my accent, some people when I'm in New York have been like, are you from the South? And I'm like, the South? I don't have a Southern accent, that's for sure. But my accent has always uh, puzzled people. I'm like, well, "Where? why do you talk like this? Because some people are like, oh, you hear this. Uh, people will hear a hint of my mom's Queens though cert- with certain words. But if you're if you not in the ear for a Queen's accent, you won't pick it up.
3: Well, I definitely pronounce dog wrong. Dog. That's just, I don't know what that is. I, it's the O's because I, I would get made fun of in college on some of the things how I'd pronounce my O's. I don't know if that's a location where I grew up. I don't know. My dad and a lot of people around here say Washington. I'm like, Washington? It's Washington. The hell do you get that? All right. So we have an Obi-Wan Kenobi defender.
2: Okay. That's funny. That's hilarious. That's like uh but it's gonna it's make like old, sense.
3: It's gonna make sense when you hear it.
2: It's like the old joke about uh we have a Steve Nash defender. It's like Steve Nash doesn't defend anybody. Yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who the fuck? Obi-Wan Kenobi's not even defending fucking baby Lays. he's just running around with her. Just yeah, like he's just like You and what last episode I watched? He goes, "You run, I'll run this way."
3: (laughs) You a fucking Jedi or what, dude? Not only is a defender, is a first time caller. Well, okay. So my point is, this really inspired. Like somebody who's been listening to the show for a while said, "Hey, I'm calling in now. These guys are blasphemizing a show I like." Okay, I want to hear it. You're gonna, I, but but well, but what you'll okay. hear the call. I was going to say when you hear everything, you're going to know why this person defends it. Because okay. in my opinion, this person just has bad takes all the way around. No offense. Okay. Okay.
5: <laughs> Hello, Joe and Andy. Um, I have just finished binging all four episodes of Kenobi after you guys totally lampooned it and just absolutely slandered it. I'm using the word slander because you it's you're lied to your fan base about it. And I don't agree I don't disagree with you on anything. Like I think you guys are right ninety five percent, ninety nine percent of the time. And I love the show, love you guys. First time caller, obviously. But man, it's you have like the show's real it shows pretty good. Like it's not the best Star Wars ever. I mean obviously Star Wars is mid now. It's not what it used to be. It is pretty good. I just sat through it all. It's pretty good. And just 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 know that, you know, it might not be what it used to be, but I think this is a step in the right direction. I thought it was really good. I I don't know where the criticism is. It's just it's just a rock. it's just a fun little adventure. I don't know. It's six episodes. What do you want? What, like what what's going on? So I guess I I'll, I'll ask a question. Um what's your Favorite Star Wars movie? Favorite character? Favorite moment of the whole thing? I don't know. I always like Episode 5. I think Episode 5 is really good. My favorite movie is, uh, I think, I like personally Episode 3. I mean, that it just kicks ass. I don't know. Um, I'll leave it off on that, but uh, condoms are for thinking. Jerry West is better than John Havlicek. John Havlishek once run circles around Jerry West, Havlicek, Hondo, Celtics legend, NBA legend. You gotta learn. You gotta learn your basketball, man. You, how you forget John Havlicek?
2: Bye.
3: Okay, so okay. I'm, gonna hop, I'm gonna hop in here first. Okay, I'm gonna hop in here first.
2: Where's is this? Is this phone from Massachusetts?
3: No, I just looked it up. Okay, he's from Virginia, Richmond, Virginia okay so so here's a here's my first just
2: abandoning a west virginian that probably hates west probably hates west because he's from west virginia
3: you didn't give me one reason why it's fine you didn't you just yeah you you just kept saying it's fine it's fine i would counter that with it's a terrible storyline and it's terrible acting which we've all agreed or at least joe and i agree like it's just not a good the storyline is bad it's bad And, and again i hate to do these spoilers but like you said, and this is the conversation I had with my brother again, the same thing the other day. He went from being a badass Jedi who defeats Anakin to this crippled man in 10 years that can't even chase a nine year old. Uh, so here's thing. what. And, and uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to,
2: we're going to do this again on the thing, and then we'll talk about the college call, and then we'll go on to the basketball aspect of this i went to san diego again with another comedian sam goldstein check him out he's on instagram you got goldstein um great comic big star wars guy and he is enjoying obi-wan kenobi and i was like here's my deal and i explained to him i've seen all the theatrical releases i watched every fucking a streaming thing so far that was live action i bailed on book of Bubba fett i made it through the mandalorian i'm gonna finish obi-wan kenobi but i'm not enjoying it and i was like i don't he, he's like well i'm enjoying it and here's why i think blah 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 and i was like that's cool i it doesn't offend me that something that like star wars nuts like lo- who love everything or hate this thing like i don't get too passionate one way or the other it's just boring to me yeah i agree like but simply it t- to me it's simply boring and here's my main issue book of bubba fett was boring and i was like i don't give a fuck about bubba fett i actually was fine that he fucking died Never needed him to come back. Didn't get excited to see him in the Mandalorian. Didn't get excited about a fucking show about him. Don't give a fuck about Boba Fett. Not, I'm not some random Boba Fett Stan a fucking Star Wars guy who picked some weird side character. And they're like, oh, it's so normal to like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. I'm a Boba Fett Stan. I don't give a fuck about Boba Fett. I watched it for two episodes. I was like, fuck this. I don't need to know how the story ends. I don't care. I care about Obi Wan Kenobi, and I'm bored. Now, Sam said to me, "Well, Obi Wan Kenobi has seen the same way Luke in the last jet the, when they go find him on Isle that he's like k- done with the Force because it's hurt so many people. Look at he, you know, is his protege. He end up having to kill his own protege, thinking he killed his own protege. Blah 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 blah. They're in hiding." Like, and I'm like, that's fine. I get here's the thing I get the this is why Obi Wan Kenobi is the way he is now thing. But if we're doing this for six episodes, at some point, we gotta fucking like, give me the give me the one episode, and then he, you know, like Maverick, he engages with the one episode where he's shaky, the two episodes where he's shaky. But we're gonna do a whole little mini series of Obi Wan Kenobi running around scared. I'm bored. I'm just bored. I'm here for it. I'm gonna watch it because I care about Obi Wan Kenobi. But I'm bored. The end. I'm bored. It's again, a fun romp. I think he called it a fun romp. Is it? What's fun not, about it's this? It's not.
3: And, and and no offense, like I said, man, you just have like you have some bad takes. Episode, also episode three, you, you're taking nine Star that's Wars. That's a millennial.
2: That's a millennial. Uh, that's a millennial take that at uh, Revenge of Millennials bone out for Revenge of the Sith. I've never it's, seen anything like
3: it. It doesn't make it. It's like my little brother. This is bringing us back to December. Revenge of the Sith, dude. It, it, it's not even a question. The Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars. It just yeah. is. Yeah. Critically, it is. Every movie fucking professional is going to read episode five episode three come on man
2: well episode five is empire strikes back isn't oh, it i'm sorry
3: i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah you're right you're right
2: you got me there so, um and here and here's the thing what decade are you calling from how are you simultaneously a revenge of the sith fan and some sort of john Havelcheck fucking expert I couldn't pick John Havlicek out of a lineup of the usual suspects. I'm like, is that Benicio del Toro or is that John Havlicek? I don't fucking know, dude. Honestly, I, I've watched 14 minutes total of Jerry West playing basketball. Yeah, we, Who, what are you we, guys doing? You're going on YouTube watching fucking black and white Celtics Lakers games, watching guys run around in fucking low top Pumas. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Great by the way, that's a fucking segue into our next caller. I'm taking them both off to the team. You're yeah. Neither, now, now that you've made me fucking defend Jerry West against John Havlicek, neither of you are on my roster anymore, but also I had decided that prior to this call and prior to the other call, because I found something. This is, so here's the thing about you kind of, uh, uh, laughed at the idea of it going six games. Every single person, by the way, on the, are all white, all-time team except Jerry West has an mvp. It's pretty good, man. Yeah. True. Two for Nash, two for Jokic. Dirk,
3: Larry Bird's got what? 3? I think. But we but we missed somebody who can be our shooting guard by the way. Yeah, we'll play that. We missed somebody.
0: Gentlemen, CP Portland from Seattle, lifelong Seattle Kraken uh Play this call, Ruther said in my first one, there's a couple extra things I want to bring up. Uh, first of all, I am just yelling in my car, as you guys do in the all-time white NBA player team. Uh, where is Luka Doncic on this list? I know he's young, but he might be one of the most talented scorers we have ever seen. We need him on that team uh, if they're going to stand any sort of chance. You could even – I love Steve Nash. No offense to Nash, but I would play Luke at the point, to get a little nope. bit more scoring in there. Nope. And they're both kind of questionable on the defensive end, so you're not really losing anything in my opinion. Um, Top Gun 2, Joe, loved I loved it. It was so much fun. I had a blast in the theaters. I'm not even a huge Top Gun 1 fan. But uh, Top Gun 2, you can take anyone to that movie and have a great time. Um, I'm glad they – did not repeat the atrocious error at, in Top Gun 1 where Tom Cruise plays volleyball in the sand and then doesn't wipe off, puts a shirt on and goes right to Kelly McGillis' house and asks to take a shower. That was kind of weird in Top Gun 1, right? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, good. Uh, Last Jedi, best Star Wars movie. Um, CT
3: I, I, Well, again, CT, I mean, Last Jedi. and like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> What are people enjoying about I, I I don't get <laughs> it. I don't get it. I, sometimes it's just. I think sometimes Star Wars people are just going to be Star Wars people. I think there's two. I think there's two different kinds of groups of Star Wars fans, and it's such a polarizing fan base. Like, I, I, there's three kinds of groups. I feel like I'm in the. I feel like I'm in a group. I I would consider myself a Star Wars fan. I feel like I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I'm a Star Wars fan. I watched it all. I appreciate it all. Whatever it is, what it is. Some I like. Some I like more than others. Some I don't like at all. It's fine. Doesn't bother me one way or the other. Then I think there's Star Wars fans that are epically critical of every little aspect of it. Like, why is this character even there? Why is this little Asian girl going to a casino? Why do we need her? Why don't they? I'm going to send her death threats online. Yeah. And then there's the people who are just like, you're not allowed to say anything bad about Star Wars. It's all fucking magic. It's all the magic of Lucasfilm. It's like, dude, I'm fucking bored. Now, yeah. um, So Lucas won't be playing. Luca won't be playing the point on our team. Who we need this. Luca is going to be our shooting guard. Luca is going to be our shooting guard. We're penciling him in at shooting guard because he's kind of a forward, but he's also kind of a point guard. Who's so bringing the ball? Steve Nash is bringing the ball most of the time. Who'd but not also, what's that? Would you cut? Who we cut? To Sherry West. Oh, okay. Because Luca will have an MVP one day. Yeah, so we're going Nash, Luca, Bird, Dirk, Jokic, and here's the thing. Steve Nash is an incredible shooter, an incredible shooter. Um, so when Luca does get the ball, like if if Luca grabs a rebound, he's allowed to like bound and run, and then Steve Nash can be a catch and shooter. But like when the when a when a basket is made. By the other team, Steve Nash is bringing our ball up, but we can have them. Luca can grab rebounds and run. Luca can also take outlet passes and run on the fucking you know free throw line extended. Go to his outlet point, get his pass, and go. He's allowed to do that. But Steve Nash is our point guard. Luca is our shooting guard. We go all offense, four seconds or less. Mike D'Antoni coaches this team. It goes six.
3: All right.
1: Three
2: and John one. Havlicek and Jerry West can both get fucked if you didn't pl- if you didn't play your entire career with uh color television, get the fuck off my basketball team.
3: John Havlicek, <laughs>
2: Ando. I can I can I say that I'm not surprised that somebody enjoys the Obi-Wan Kenobi enjoys John chase game and vice versa. I'm like, cool, I'm sleeping through both.
3: He played 62 through 78. Which is probably around the Jerry West era. Yeah. His nicknames, I mean, of course, Hondo and Country <laughs> country boy nobody on our team named country boy come on all right let's hope the hotline works next week or let's hope the audio 310-359-8365 that's the hotline we'll get to some more of these calls next week shout out to joe for making it through the tech issues shout out to me for hanging tight before we still got started it was one of those days
2: just one, of those, one of those days. Thank you for everybody hanging with us. Thanks, Andy, for delaying uh, the the show for my return from San Diego. Thanks to Dirtball. Thanks for Dirtball Tyler. Another Tyler came out down in um, Arizona. Or sorry, Arizona. That's the other Tyler. Thank you to Dirtball Tyler who came out last night to Candy's Comedy Show. Thanks for all the support, you guys. Uh, I appreciate it. JoePreno.com. See if I'm coming to your town for a show. I'd like to. Where are you? Tweet at me. Instagram your favorite Instagram your favorite comedy club and tell them that you want them to have me. I'm at Joe Prano on Instagram. I'm at Joe Prano on TikTok. I'm on Cameo. Love. Shout out to the Dirtballs who gave me a tip on my Cameo because we did such a fun one the other day. Uh, I am on Twitter at Fix Your
3: Life. All right. I'm on my, oh. my
2: couch for the next 45 minutes seeing if Obi-Wan Kenobi... Can keep me awake
3: follow us at the dirty sports on all our social that's our show today we'll be back on monday you guys have a great weekend and as always stay dirty